integrated science of the absolute bhana darshanam normalization prologue part three the structure of intuitionist mathematics whatever the status of ultimate physical reality is according to the revised epistemology of physics an irreducible paradox is bound to persist at its core the particle and wave have to be reconciled by the correct structural forms which are neither matter nor mind. Complementarity might give a central place to cause as an all-comprehensive concept. The principle of incertitude is capable of dissolving this paradox into less ambiguous terms. In the Cartesian notion of substance, the two aspects of cognition and extension do not get fully abolished except when treated as a mathematical absolute. In Spinoza's philosophy, this unity of substance, in spite of its structural duality, is accomplished at a higher axiomatic level. The monadology of Leibniz similarly presupposes a special variety of units called monads, where the paradoxical implications are transcended by sufficient reason and pre-established harmony. Leibniz's monadology is ultimately covered by the all-inclusive notion of the monas monadum. Kant's dingenschick thing in itself is where the epistemological status of ultimate reality attains to its pure limits. Thing in itself cannot be known except through the a priori synthetic approach. The categories which are its components are capable of being subjected to a schematic treatment. Spinoza sees the possibility of subjecting his absolute substance to the correlated reference of a mesh system where we find the same correlating elements of Cartesian structuralism. We have already covered these matters in detail in other writings, which is the search for a norm in Western thought. All we wish to underline here is that a paradox remains irreducibly at the core of the thing in itself of Kant and the absolute substance of Spinoza. Only a mathematical treatment can accomplish its abolition and dissolution. Intuitionist mathematics or axiomatic thought now makes it possible for us to see how perceptible and conceptual entities could inhere reciprocally, abolishing all taints of duality in one and the same integrated normative notion of the absolute. In the philosophy of Kant, there is an abstract and pure ground common to mathematics and philosophy. The a priori synthetic and the a posteriori analytic are movements in pure reason and its mathematical and philosophical criticisms. Pure reason does not need any support or confirmation from things, entities, percepts or even concepts. The thing in itself has a status having nothing to do with the world of physical experience. The characteristic of Kantian thought in relation to mathematical thinking is brought out in the following way. Quotation. Kant's answer to our test questions about the nature of pure and applied mathematics can now be roughly formulated. The propositions of applied mathematics are a posteriori, insofar as they are about the empirical material of perception, and a priori insofar as they are about space and time. Pure mathematics has for its subject matter the structure of space and time, free from empirical material. Applied mathematics has for its subject matter the structure of space and time, together with the material filling it. 
end of quote. We notice here that between the a priori and the a posteriori, there is a pure thing in itself, giving room for analytic as well as synthetic processes of thought to take place in it with a character which is the same in intuitionist mathematics. Kant's position is further clarified where rational dynamism can operate without the need of direct sense experience, which only serves as the occasion for the acquisition of the knowledge of the implied rational dynamism. We read the following. It is important to emphasize that Kant does not regard, say, rational dynamics as merely one of the many thinkable alternative theories, but as part of that one natural science, which is synthetic and a priori, that is, which is true of the world and independent of sense experience. Sense experience on this view is in no way the ground of our knowledge of rational dynamics, but merely the occasion of acquiring it. Just as a child learns that a certain answer to a certain sum is correct on the occasion of experiencing with the beads of an abacus, so Galileo acquired the knowledge of the law of freely following bodies on the occasion of his experiments at Pisa. End of 